Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. And we got intro music. Wasn't that special? Yes. Ah, David Bowie this, and Queen. Well, this yes, Freddie Mercury is Big Daddy's Hard Talk. I am Big Daddy. I'm joined by my beautiful co-host, Felicia Brown. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. Hello to you, Big Daddy. Yeah, hello to you, too. Um... We have a good show today. We're going to talk uh, about some interracial dating conversation, and then we're going to have a movie review. We're going to talk some WWE pay-per-view. Last night, they had, uh, was it back? No, it wasn't back last year. It was Payback. Payback. Yeah, name of the pay-per-view last night. We'll talk about that. And um, I have the owner of Keystone Championship Wrestling, Kareem Horton, calling in to talk about this weekend's upcoming show, as well as the following weekend upcoming show, as well as the show that he's he's having in June. So Keystone Championship Wrestling is up and running and doing very well, and hopefully we can keep this momentum going. And I want him to come, you know, call in to talk about it. Anybody wants to call in to talk about anything we're talking about today, the number is 718-508-9883. Call in and um, give us, you know, your opinions on what you want to talk about, you know, as long as it's within reason. And um, we'll talk about it. So how was your weekend, Felicia? My weekend was really good. You know, I enjoyed Saturday. Um Anybody that knows me knows I'm not a fan of the heat, so <laughs> I'm glad to see some cooler temperatures on the East Coast, you know, this week. So, I had a really good weekend. That's cool. That's good. Yeah, How was your weekend? Was pretty, my weekend was pretty quiet. I can't complain. You know, I had a good, you know, you know, it was basic. Went to the movie, you know. Mm-hmm. Good food. You know, the usual. And it was hot. Saturday was like a taste of what is coming. So get used to it, people. Get used to it. Mm. I'm going to grind my gears real quick on something, and then we'll get into what we're going to get into. But here I am in my house today. Okay, let me back up. I come out of my house Saturday afternoon, and there's cones up to – um tell people not to park on this side of the street because they're doing construction. And I respect that. If you have construction to do, you can do it. It is what it is. You know, it's a part of life. But it seems like my block is constantly somebody's working on something, some type of construction, whatever. So um, 
I parked on the opposite side of the street on purpose. And then when I do park on this side of the street, I try not to move my vehicle because I got a good spot. I'm good. I don't have to move, blah, blah, blah. So here come this morning, the construction workers banging on the door asking me to move my car. I'm like, if you needed that space, why didn't you tell me that you needed that space to put a sign up there so I wouldn't have parked there at all? Mm-hmm. So you messing me up. I, 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 the way to make sure I park in a regular spot, or if not, I would have parked around the corner somewhere so I don't have to get woken up, so I don't have to go move my vehicle in the middle of the, you know what I'm saying, in the middle of the morning. And it irritates me. <laughs> I just had to get that out of the way. If anybody has think, problems like that, call it. Yeah, I think no one likes construction. And, you know, this is the time of the year where they do it. You know, they're fixing up all those crappy streets that the winter messes up, you know. But no one mm-hmm. no one likes construction workers. <laughs> yeah, really. Unless you're the one doing the construction workers. They make decent money. Yeah. But um, let me get off of that. And what we're going to – shit, having trouble. Um, what we're going to talk about today, we're going to start off talking about interracial dating and um, just if people have an issue with it in 2017, does it still bother you? Is it, you know, acceptable? Because, you know, for me being a, a teenager in the 80s and where I grew up at, like, it, it wasn't – Liked and it was very much frowned upon, especially uh, when I went to high school. I went to um, predominantly um, white. So if you did date someone of a different color, of a different race, rather, it was, you know, they were snickering at you, jokes made about you. If you went to the parties with that person, trust me, there was some type of argument that was going to break out. And even went as far as, um, one of the parents like around prom time had said if um if there's a black person in their child's prom picture that you know, they weren't gonna let their children go to the prom anymore. And this was like nineteen eighty eight, eighty seven, eighty eight. Mm. Yeah, and it was like all the black people that heard about that in school got really pissed off about it. But then what cracked me up was the Caucasians who tried to justify it. But how can you justify that? Well, they just didn't want to mess up their prom picture. How are you messing up your prom picture? And I just thought that was horrible. I mean, it's been, I've been out of school for almost 30 years. Yeah, that's right. Go ahead and call me old fogey or whatever. Then I go to school with Moses or something like that. I know it's coming, but with that, 30 years later, that still bothers me that somebody would feel that way because they didn't want their prom pictures messed up. Really? Wow. So um, how do you feel about it, Felicia? And then I want you to talk about um, what we had talked about as far as that guy that, um, mm-hmm. I can't remember his name, but you remember you remember the whole situation, so I'm going to let you take it. But just tell me your feelings on it. Well, you were pretty much talking, like, you know, real-life stuff that we're close to, and I remember reading an article um, about a prom, and I think in a southern state, and they still had segregated proms. And I believe I read this um, maybe last year or the year before, and it was about 2014, so there's places in America wow. that still have segregated proms, and I don't know if that's illegal or not, but I forget what they did to rectify the situation. I believe, you know, the students kind of band together and made a separate prom, but to have segregated proms is horrible. Um I'm not sure if they decided to stop it and that was like the first non-segregated prom, but they still had segregated proms as of 2014. That was horrible. Um, You know, and it even goes into like media and entertainment. And I think that's what you're talking about. Um, 
you know, recently it's been in the news that famous people like Serena Williams and uh, Mary J. Blige and, you know, Eve, they have, you know, decided to get a partner that was of a different, um, you know, race or color than them, and I see no problem with it. But unfortunately, their fans and people on social media have, like, this big problem, like they're trading on their race, you know, they're trading on their people. Um, Why can't you keep your money, you know, within your, you know, race and people? And I just think that is ridiculous. Love is love is love, and, you know, you your primary focus should be loving who loves you back, you know, loving who makes you feel good, not loving who looks like you. I mean, I don't understand how people feel that way in 2017. I really don't. It's like we're going backwards. It is. It is. And <laughs> what you just said was like, it's a mouthful about the whole segregated prom thing. Like, really? In 2014? Like, really? Yeah, I was very upset. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I didn't know Mary J. Blige was dating the um, somebody of a different race. Yeah, that's the I most that recent one. one. I mean, you know what it is? It's not even about the color. Like, this guy did her wrong and, you know... I, I believe Mary J. Blige has some other messed up relationships too, so maybe she's just trying something different, you know. And I can't fault her for that. And right. um, somebody asked me a question um about this a few years ago. My daughter was younger, and I think she was just about to start dating. Though she wasn't quite at the date age yet, and some ignorant person at work. I ain't gonna get into the name, but had asked me how would I feel if. Asia brought a white boy home. That's I wouldn't care. As long as he's treating her right, what do I care? Like, do you want her to be with somebody that's going to whoop her behind and dog around? I'm not saying all black guys do that. That's not what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, as long as she is with someone who's treating her well, he could be white, he could be Mexican, he could be whatever. Indian, I don't care. All I wanted just for her to be happy and for somebody to love her and she to love somebody. But she ended up marrying uh, uh, African-American, which I'm fine with. But if she didn't, I still would have been fine with it. And I just feel as though at today's age and people still having these problems with different races, even when it comes down to... um commercials and stuff, and I'll never forget, and I know this is old news, but I'll never forget that Cheerios commercial where everybody mm. flipped out on. I'll never forget it, because I'm like, what is the big deal? This little girl is cute. It showed a mother and a father raising their child, and a little girl was a little sassy or whatever, but really? And people were so up in arms, and we're not ready for that. Like, what? It's Cheerios. It's cereal, man. Black people eat Cheerios. <laughs> Black people eat Cheerios. I don't particularly oh, like Cheerios. Man. But you should like Cheerios. They are delicious and healthy. They are healthy. But I'm not a Cheerios fan. I don't give a damn if it's honey nut Cheerios, if it's banana nut Cheerios. It could be fried chicken Cheerios, I still ain't going to like it. There's no such thing as fried chicken Cheerios. I'm just making that up. I'm just saying. I'm yeah, just saying. That's so what we all look at. They do have so many flavors. That's crazy. That's where we are with that. Um, like I said, anybody wants to call in, it's 718-508-9083. If you want to call in, give your opinion on it. We're going to move on, and we're going to talk about the WWE. And the pay-per-view last night. Payback. And I think the WWE should pay me my money back for my uh, uh, my subscription to their damn uh, app. Because I'm not going to say it was totally boring. I just hated the ending. And why are they still trying to shove Roman Reigns down everybody's throat? 
I don't get it. And I have a theory about it, but I work my way back to it. But um, you saw the pre-show match. I was running errands real quick before the show started. How was the um, pre-show match, which was Enzo and Cash versus the club? Um, it was it was pretty good. I mean, I I don't think that they should be the pre-show. I don't think WWE knows what the pre-show is. I think WWE thinks the pre-show is supposed to be like the mouth, you know, wetter or <laughs> the little appetizer for the pay-per-view. But really, I think the first match of the card on the actual pay-per-view should serve that purpose. I think the pre-show should be, you know, basically a filler match. People that wouldn't make um, the the card, the main card, Put them on a pre-show. Give them a shot. You know, give a local person a shot. That's what a pre-show is. You know, that's you should pre-show. be putting people that can have um, storylines on on the on the kickoff show. It doesn't make any sense. So there's no way the club should be on the kickoff show. There's no way Enzo and Cash are in the kickoff show because I see so much potential for stories, you know, so many things they can do with these people. Like, last night I was thinking that Enzo and Cash might break up or something, and I'm like, there's so much they can do, you know, in the club, there's so much better than that. They've been around the world, what, like three times probably. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. It really is. It was a solid match. You know, both teams are really good, especially the club. Enzo and Kaz, you know, they can hold their own. They're not as great, you know, in the ring, but they have a lot to offer, and it's just crazy that you're putting these people on the kickoff show. I'm still mad that, you know, Ambrose is on the kickoff show for uh, Mania. It's ridiculous. I saw that thing you were talking about with the the What the Culture, talking Mm -hmm. about Dean Ambrose. Mm -hmm. I watched it this morning, and – I feel Dean Ambrose's pain. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, if, if anybody that goes on YouTube, you know there's a series of What the Culture, and they put out different, um, and I like watching these videos, because I think they nail pretty much how I feel about different opinions on different things, fascinating facts, or things you didn't know about this person, or this, that, and the fourth. And um, they're talking about um, why Dean Ambrose isn't as over as he should be. And they said that WWE are labeling him as being lazy. And I think that that is an unfair term when it comes to him. I don't think he's lazy at all. I just think that he is a wrestler. He's not a sports entertainer. You feel me? Right. He is He is a wrestler. He comes to wrestle. He does and. And I know there's a whole thing to it where you got to do your social media and you got to go to the the, um, the promo, the promotional stuff and all that stuff. And I understand that. But that doesn't fit his build, and that's not what he probably really wants to do. He wants to wrestle. So let him wrestle. Let him wrestle. Right. Was he on the card at all last night? No, he wasn't. And it was stupid because you could have put him on. It's a waste, yeah. And, um, it's a waste. It is. And, and, again, he doesn't have to do all the promotional stuff because not everybody's great at that. Let Enzo and Taz do the promotional stuff because they do really good with it. You can put Enzo and Taz in chicken commercials. You can put them in the Disney commercials or whatever, and they, they hammer that. They do well with it. And, and that's that, the thing, though, like – Sorry to cut you off, but they did send Ambrose to do interviews. Ambrose has been on, you know, the different cities' versions of, like, Good Day and Good Morning America. He's been on those, and he's done well. Um, He's a good talker. He's one of the top five talkers in the company right now. So I don't understand. He's not lazy. He was moving it, doing double duty, um, he would go, you know, mm-hmm. do a show, then go do a live show. He's not lazy. So they are just afraid of someone else stepping up higher than Roman Reigns. Sorry, but that's what it is. And then how could he be lazy 
where he was carrying your pay-per-views when you exactly. was letting Brock Lesnar wrestle every other month or every two months or whatever. But here's Dean and Bray, or here's Dean and Owens, or Dean or whoever you put him with, who made a bet in your shows. And they did give him the WWE Championship, but he was like a filler. Same thing with AJ Styles. You gave him the championship, right. but he was like a filler to, so he could hold it so you could put it on somebody else. They were like the, I hate to put it like this, but they were like the Iron Sheik at the time. When Iron Sheik beat Bob Backlund, he just beat him to hold it so Hogan could take it from him. Mm-hmm. That was it. And it just, anyway. It's just sick. It's just, it's not good. And the WWE really, and you and I were talking about this yesterday. Um, the WWE really needs some type of competition so they would have to up their game. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the real problem behind it. They don't have to up their game. They could do whatever they want to do because there's nobody there to oppose or to right. go against them. There's no Monday Night Wars. They are the only thing on a Monday night. They can do whatever you want to do. I always use the same analogy. If McDonald's bought Burger King, it wouldn't, you know, McDonald's wouldn't have any competition. (laughs) Because Wendy's ain't nothing. As long as you admit that Burger King is horrible. No, I'll never admit that. Well, I mean, you just said it when you said McDonald's would buy Burger King, so... No. Right. And McDonald's board Wendy's. <laughs> anyway. Nobody give wants you a to buy Burger King. Nobody I'll wants to buy Wendy's. I'll take a knuckle sandwich over a sandwich from Burger King. <clears throat> uh, yeah. I, I, you know what? As soon as I said it, I wanted to take it back. Anyway. <laughs> first match was... um. Owens and Jericho. Jericho is the new United States champion, so Jericho is going to SmackDown, and Owens is staying on SmackDown. Yeah, and it, it I don't know. When the stipulation it, first came out, it made it seem as though the winner would go back to Raw, right? That's the way I Recent, understood it. Right. Recently, they've changed the language. And now it appears that both get to stay on Raw. And I, I mean on SmackDown. And I don't understand. On SmackDown. I don't understand. Yeah. I, it's what, anyway. They're just confused. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Jericho's the United States champion. The next match was a tag match between the Hardys and Cesaro. And Sheamus and Stevie wanted to see this coming. Cesaro and Sheamus made the heel turn into the match. The Hardy Boys um, are still the tag team champions, but Cesaro and Sheamus made the heel turn at the end and beat the piss out of both of them, which I thought was good because that added some drama to it. And I and I want to see a um, a heel Cesaro and Sheamus. I want to see how far they can go with mm-hmm. both of them healing at the same time. I think they can go really far with it. Um, it's just you got one too many heel tag teams now because you still got the arrival, you still got uh, the club, now you got Cesaro and Sheamus healing. Sounds like one too many. But anyway, good match. You kind of sort of see uh, Max showing his age a little bit on certain yeah certain moves he was doing. You kind of, you could see his age. Just my opinion. Um, Alexa Bliss is the new women's champion. Beating um, I wasn't talking Bailey. to you. Beating Bailey, not you. I was talking to Alexis. Oh my gosh! Yeah, if you have, if you say any name with an A in it, this thing comes on. It's crazy. Or if the commercial comes on, and here's the commercial, and it's talking to the commercial. And I'm hoping it don't one day automatically or, or by accident orders Domino's or anything. Because I hate Domino's. Anyway. Oh, my God. I know I sound like a weirdo. But, um, yeah, Alexa Bliss beat Bailey, which was 
a very dry match. I'm surprised that that happened in Bailey's hometown because when Bailey's name was announced, like you heard the pop, like people were in the, you know, that was her hometown, and they came to see her. And then when she laid down, the um, it, it went flat. So. You thought it was a dry match? I didn't think it was that great. Mm. Not because of the work. I just think like the. Oh, okay. The storytelling. The crowd wasn't. The story. The story didn't have enough time. (laughs) The story didn't have enough time to cook, and the crowd was just so behind Bailey that I don't know. It just felt it felt clunky to me as far as the reaction, crowd reaction, and everything. Mm-hmm. But um, Bliss um, is the women's champion. She's the first one to hold the Raw Women's Smack SmackDown um, titles. So she's held both of them, and I guess Charlotte will be the next one. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Good for her. And yes. what was after that? You remember? What was after that? That should have been the hardcore, the House of Horrors match. Oh yes, yes, thank you, because that was so forgettable that I forgot about it. That was the dumbest, one of the dumbest things I've seen in wrestling, and I've been watching wrestling thirty-five years. It was painful. that was stupid. It was really bad. How was that a house of horror? <laughs> Only thing was scary about that house because it was poorly decorated. <laughs> what I the don't hell? Know. There I was don't nothing know. jumping out. There was no spookiness. The doll babies on the ceiling was just dumb. <laughs> to me, that's not even like the biggest issue. Like, right off the bat, you knew it was pre-taped, okay? You knew it was pre-taped the night before or something. Um, Yes. Because obviously, it's not going to be that dark at the same time the pay-per-view is airing in California, (laughs) so you knew it was Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) pre-taped. And the the music in the background didn't help nothing. Right. And I don't understand. He puts a refrigerator on Randy Orton. Sorry for anybody that didn't watch the pay-per-view yet. Spoiler alert. He throws, like, a fridge on Randy Orton. Then he comes out to the front lawn, and the house turns from blue to red. What was that? Was that, like, a symbolism of hell or SmackDown or Raw? I don't know. It was bad. So they go back to the ring. It was really bad which I totally thought Randy Orton was the driver of the limo, but he wasn't, apparently. That's what I was hoping. That's what I was hoping. Right. And they had to come back to the ring and fake like they had just put on this whole match in this house. It It was insulting to us. It really was. And I really think that it was just used just to make, the Reigns and uh, Strowman match, you know, shorter. That's just my thoughts. It was just, it was bad. Yeah, it was <laughs> That's really all I can say. It was very bad. Um, after that, you remember what the match was after that? That was the main event after that. Oh, the main event right? was, um, I thought it was something in between there. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Um, main event, Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns. Reigns comes out all taped up and beat up, and Strowman destroys him. Reigns had a couple of here there, but Reigns wins. Then he, um, at the end of the match, he throws uh, – he gets the, the stairs. He throws the stairs on top of him and – <laughs> walks off and, and um Reigns is laying there all beat up busted and he's kinda crawling making his way, you know to the back. He doesn't want um any help or anything. Then if you like 
caught the, the post show, he tried to beat him up again. And <laughs> Reigns gets the better of him. But you would you wouldn't know that if you didn't watch the talking raw or raw talk or whatever at the end, which I thought was just stupid. Because if you if you'd have cut the pay per view off right then, you would have missed that. Mm-hmm. Here's what I think they're trying to do. They're trying to Steve Austin Roman Reigns. Do you remember mm-hmm. when Steve Austin had that match with um Bret Hart? Uh, the I quit match. He never quit. He mm-hmm. just gave up because of all the blood loss. And then at the end of the match, he wouldn't accept anybody's help. And he was kicking and stunning people on his way to the back. And everybody's like, okay, he's still, you know, he got his ass kicked, but he still, um, he still looks strong. That's what they're trying to do with Roman Reigns, but it's not working because everybody respected Steve Austin's work first. Then they caught the fact that, you know, his gimmick was over and he was something different. He wasn't cartoony, just that and the fourth. And there was a build up there. They wasn't trying to shove Steve Austin down your throat. It's just Steve Austin got popular really quick when he took on mm-hmm. the Stone Cold gimmick. Roman Reigns is being shoved down your throat and nobody's liking him. So stop trying to shove him down your throat. You had the perfect opportunity to turn him heel right after he beat The Undertaker. Mm-hmm. And then maybe that he could have caught some fire then. But even then, you killed it. What's your opinion? Gosh. (laughs) There's really... It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. I really thought that Roman Reigns was going to Superman his way through this match. Um, But WWE kind of did something right in the sense that they let him you know, actually play out his injuries that he supposedly sustained. I appreciated that. And, you know, I thought it was glorious. I said, someone play Bobby Roode's entrance music because this is glorious seeing Roman Reigns get beat up. But the more he gets beat up, the bigger his Superman arrival is going to be, and it's going to make me vomit. And I, I just, I can't get behind this guy. I really can't. And there's, there's no more WWE can do to hide that we don't like this guy. There's no more they can do to hide that we're not going to accept this. Like, we were thanking the heel. We were saying, you deserve it, Chance, to Roman Reigns for getting beat up. Did you hear those last night? Yeah. They chanted, you deserve it, when he got busted up. So what does that tell WWE? And they're going to keep pushing it and pushing it. And we're going to riot. It's going to be worse than Cena. Roman Reigns makes me respect John Cena so much more. Like it makes you appreciate John Cena. Right. And I can't stand John Cena because of the same things that I saw they're doing with Roman Reigns. But John Cena actually worked. He worked. Roman Reigns is not. <laughs> And to know how much he gets paid, to see all the things that he's getting handed to him, it really bothers me in this in this era that we're in in wrestling. You know, half your company, if not more, is indie guys, indie darlings. And you're going to push this guy on us? No. I totally agree. Totally agree. Horrible. So that was the um, WWE pay-per-view last night. Um, I have somebody on the line right now. I want to bring him on. Then we're going to talk um, more wrestling. Then we'll take our commercial break. But I want to get him on now. I know he's busy. I want to bring on Kareem Horton, the owner of uh, Keystone Champion. Got a couple of big shows lined up. Hey, Kareem, welcome to Big Daddy's Hard Talk. You're on with Big Daddy and Felicia Brown. How you doing, brother? Good. I was just listening to that uh, horrible, horrible WWE talk, but yes, it's time to move on from that. <laughs> so, um, big show coming up this weekend. Want you to talk about it? Yes, this weekend, May 6th, uh, we got former WWE Tag Team Champions Demolition coming in. Uh, ECW legend uh, slash WWE flash monk 
But uh, we know him as Too Cold Scorpio because that flash punk gimmick that the E gave him was horrible. <laughs> uh, who else do we got? Oh, Impact uh, Homicide, one half of uh, Latin American Exchange. We got Homicide coming in as well. Uh, so it should be a big, huge event. Hopefully a sellout event. Where's it at? It will be in Broomall, Pennsylvania at the Marple Sports Arena, 611 Parkway Drive, uh, 7 o'clock bell time. Tickets are still available, but ringside is almost sold out. So get them now while you can. Cool, cool. And you also have um, another show lined up the 13th. Yeah, the following weekend... Uh, we will be at the Sugar House Casino in Philadelphia. Uh, we are part of the Philadelphia Taco Fest. So it's going to be a big uh, big event, uh, all-day event, actually. Uh, but our show will start around 2 o'clock. Um, so if you want to catch any, you know, of the Keystone Wrestling action... Uh, usually our show, like I said, is going to start about 2 o'clock and probably end about 5. Who do you have scheduled for the Taco Fest uh, show on the 13th? Anybody big coming in? Uh, For that Taco Fest, we do have former uh, WWE Hall of Famer uh, Tito Santana and uh, NWA legend, uh, the Raging Bull, Manny Fernandez. So wait a minute. You got Manny Fernandez and Tito Santana on a show about the taco <laughs> fest. Hey, I gotta gotta cater to the the, the Mexican theme. <laughs> I think that's funny as hell. I think it's cool. I think it's funny. Oh my gosh! One week after the show, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, wait a minute. We gotta. We gotta we got to cater to the Mexican theme, you know, Tito Santana, who better? Tito Santana, Manny Fernandez, also uh, Cortez Castro from Lucha Underground. Wow. We'll be in the house. So, uh, why, that why you go get Sabio we'll Vega while you was at it? <laughs> I, yeah, Sabio would have made a good, uh, a, a good choice, but, you know. Maybe later on down the road, because we do also have a show on June 20, a show in Norristown on June 25th, which again is catered towards the Mexican crowd, where we're going to have uh, Juventud Guerrera and the Ultimo Dragon. Oh, wow. Okay. That's cool. Uh, Belise, you got any questions for Kareem? No, that sounds awesome. I'm I'm a big fan of your shows. I think you do a great job with your promotion. Um, I did hear that you're venturing out or looking to venture out into a school. So if you wanted to tell us a little bit about that, we do have, you know, some future wrestlers or people that's interested in being a wrestler listening. So if you wanted to tell us a little bit about that. Uh, well, I mean, we are, we did find a building right now. We're just trying to raise the money to move into the building. Uh, once we get into the building, then yes, we will be recruiting new students. Uh, our current students will be coming back. We do have one student that will be, uh, actually he's got an opportunity to do a tryout for the WWE Wow. Uh, and we do hope he makes it. Uh, but we'll see after uh, that tryout. Actually, is in his tryouts in July. That's awesome. I wish you all the best. Well, thank you. Yes. That is very great. And um, I'm looking forward to, you know, I will be involved in, you know, all these shows, and I definitely going uh, definitely want to be involved in the school. You know, I, um, I got a lot of training to do, and I do have people that I want to bring through the train, and and I can't wait till we get that up and running. And anybody doesn't know that uh, Keystone Championship Wrestling, I think, and I'm not just kissing your ass because I know you. 
I really think that you put good shows together. And if yeah. you, because if you go to a lot of the other indie shows that's around the area, they don't compare to what you do. And I'm not saying that just because you're my boy. I'm saying that because it's real. Because if your shows suck, I tell you your shows suck. Your shows are great and it's good for the community and the crowd really get it gets into it. And you continue to do what you're doing, brother. <sighs> Oh, I, I thank you on that. But there are there were a couple shows that I thought were horrible, but that was my that was from my end. But obviously the fans told me different. So, but I, I'm still a little, a little hard on myself when I do put these shows together because I, I want a whole lot more out of it. And that's to be respectful. Everybody, everybody's their own worst critic. I know I'm my own worst critic, so I can respect that. Eventually, you know, I, I am looking into TV. Uh, I did kind of jump the gun a little bit a couple years ago because I was trying to get the product on TV, and I had made some phone calls, and uh, I could have I, I had Keystone on TV two years ago, but I didn't feel the product was tight enough to put it on there just yet. So, uh, But right now... I feel that I have a decent roster and a decent uh, group of, of independent workers, hardworking independent workers uh, that I use on my show. And if anybody can't see by now, I am picky on who I do use. So, yeah. you know, um, if, if I don't see something, if I see videos of people trying to come into Keystone and I see something that I don't don't like, I will not use you. Or I'll okay. find a, a spot that you will fit in later on down the road. So, you know, and a lot of people get offended by that, but this is a business. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. All right, Kareem, I'm not going to hold you. I thank you for calling in. I appreciate you. I will see you Saturday, bell time, 7 o'clock, Broomall, Pennsylvania, Kings, uh, yeah. Keystone Championship Wrestling. Uh, you can get tickets at, uh, well, I mean, you can get tickets at two places, KeystoneWrestlingLLC.com or Breaking the Ice, that's B-R-E-A-K-N-I-C, or The Ice dot bpt dot me forward slash thanks a lot buddy I appreciate you calling in uh, I'll see you guys and I'll see you Saturday yeah okay, and I buddy. hear you can cook too so I want food <laughs> uh, food maybe next show because I'm not going to be able to get anything prepped for this show Fine. by the time I get home <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's making all these good dishes. He's making all these yeah. good dishes and putting pictures up on Facebook and then don't invite nobody over to come eat. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's right. I I invite every, I invite everybody over, but no one takes the offer. You so right, uh, next time you I cook something, enjoy, I will be over. I sit and enjoy my food to myself and just watch and laugh at people's comments as they read and and and. Just drool over my food. Case in point, the one sitting in there. <laughs> I'm gonna come over there with my own fork and knife. You watch. Uh, yeah, one of those platter boxes. Yup. I got I got plenty <laughs> of them in the house already. <laughs> All right, brother. Be careful out there. We're gonna holler at you later. All right. I'll see y'all. Bye bye. So that was Kareem Horton, the uh, president of, uh, I keep wanting to say Kensington, I don't know why, Keystone <laughs> Championship Wrestling. Um, come on out and check out the show. It's going to be really good. Uh, we really need to take a commercial break. So we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with our movie reviews. And we're going to put this puppy to bed. Big Daddy's Hard Talk, Volume 64. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. 
That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. Handwritten on 8.5-inch by 11-inch aged parchment paper and using smudge-free ink to produce original, high-quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes, mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detective's quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to teddyscares.com. And be sure to become our friends at facebook.com slash teddyscares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well, then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our store is voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. And we're back. Big Daddy Fire Talk, Volume 64. I'm Big Daddy. I'm joined by my beautiful co-host, Alicia Get Down Brown. Really? Okay. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Real quick, I'm going to say this real quick um, about the whole wrestling thing. And I'm going to let the whole wrestling thing go for the show. Um, the reason why we're so passionate about... Mm the WWE and what the WWE does because before I became a wrestler I was a wrestling fan so I've been a wrestling fan for quite a while I've seen them come I've seen them go all I want to see is just good wrestling that's all I yeah. want to see so if I'm hard on the WWE for the product they're putting out it's because I want to see them do better if I'm hard on TNA because of the product they put out because I want to see them do better if I'm hard on your indie show is because I want to see you do better. And the indies are the territories now in the business. So any young wrestler coming up who's coming through the indies, you must respect it. And the promoters must respect it. That's why I like Kareem so much, because he does respect the business. And he's put, he's put together something that's in an urban area, which I appreciate. And I just want to see wrestling get back to where it used to be in the 80s and in the 90s where guys came through, they busted their humps, and when they did make it to a bigger stage, they were seasoned, they were well 
well put together. They knew what they wanted to do, blah, blah, blah. They might have to tweak this, tweak that. But for the most part, they knew what they were doing. And that's where the territories were good before because these guys had time to hone their craft before they went to go work for WCW or the WWE. Now, it's the independent circuit, and these guys are coming in. They're wrestling for two to three months, and they automatically said if they take up the vet trying to work for him. No, you haven't been around long enough. That's how I feel about it. I'm going to get off it because I can keep going. <laughs> but it's just a sign of disrespect that's going on in the wrestling business that really has to stop. Mm. Or wrestling. Wrestling's never going to stop. Like Wrestling is never going to die. And that's not what I'm afraid of. It's just the same way hip-hop has become so watered down and stupid and cheesy. I don't want wrestling to become the same way. Mm-hmm. Okay? I just want to put that out there. You're right. I don't want to say that, but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have a movie review to talk about. We're going to get sued by MGM, I hope you know. (laughs) Anyway, the movie is slight. Oh, my gosh. I want to take a slight (laughs) or a slice out of my head for even going to see this. The movie was a WWE produced movie. Figures. And it just wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. Um, It was tons of holes in the plot. When it was all said and done, you just sat there like, what the hell did I just watch? Um, I don't even know what else to say. A bunch of every actor in there, except for the, the main heel or the main bad guy character is somebody who you saw on TV. He had a show. I forget what the name of that damn show is, but he had a show that was on USA for a while. So he's familiar with the WWE, and I think that's why they brought him in, because he's familiar with the WWE. He even showed up to a couple of WWE shows. His partner was a, um on a show. He was a cop, and his partner was a con man. No, his partner was a magician. Oh, is that psych or... Psych. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He was on that show, and um, he's only recognizable. Oh, and um, the main character. While I was talking to my daughter about it, she had told me that he had done a bunch of movies here and there, but he's mostly like in the background. He's like a, you know, like a um a side person. He's never the main person in the movie. And after you watch the movie, you kind of sort of see why. So, all together, I'm going to give it a two. I'm going to give it a two booties, and that's it. And that's stretching it. And that's stretching it, because I should have said one, one and a half. But I'm going to give it a two. That's it. What is your opinion, Felicia? I mean, by it being backed by WWE, you already have, you know, kind of low expectations. But this is the biggest I've seen the WWE produce movie pushed on posters and, um, you know, commercials. So I was really getting hyped. And I think where they failed is they kind of coined it as a, a superhero, and I'm using finger quotes, superhero movie, and that got people hyped up. You know, they were throwing out um, names like Iron Man and The Chronicle and people got hyped, namely, you know, the, the the geeks and the nerds and the, you know, the fanboys. They got hyped for that. And you watch the movie, and it's, it's nothing like that. Like, once you see what the actual similarity between this movie and Iron Man is, you'll be very disappointed. Like you said, there's so many holes in the film and the plot. Um, I just, it was bad. It was bad. There have been WWE movies with all WWE superstars that was better in this movie. And initially, I remember you giving it a 1.5 or a 1, and I gave it a 2. But right now, I'm going to go with what you said and give it like a 1.5. It was just that bad. Like, it's so yeah. bad. 
it's so bad. Can't even like I can't even I can't. It was horrible. There's nothing. It was just and I wanted to like this movie. I really wanted to like this movie because, like you said, WWE branched out. It didn't go straight to DVD or nothing like that. They put this in theaters, and I wanted to like it. There was a, 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 and I'm not trying to sound racial, but there was a black guy who was starring in this, and uh, the bad guy was black, and and I wanted to see how they were going to go with this, and I went in and into this, and they said it was produced by the producers of Get Out. And I like Get Out, so I wanted to really, really like it. I thought it was going to be something that makes you think, blah, 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 blah. No. No. Yeah. And I, I and I really want to do some type of research about, and I, and I know this is going to sound stupid, but about drugs and cocaine, because I still understand as far as, like, the cocaine and the, the, the baking soda part of it and you can't cut cocaine with baking soda. Is not allowed, or is it allowed? I thought it was so, cool, but I guess it ain't cool. The answer I gave you isn't formidable enough. Trust me, because I don't do drugs. <laughs> Please, if there well, are any drug users out there, call in and let him know why people cut drugs with baking soda. I it understood what you said, and I wasn't. Hot. Yeah, and I wasn't the disputing. What you were saying, but was it that deep? Like, if you do it to cut it, like, is that such an offense? Yeah, it is. I mean, if you order soda, do you want to pay that soda tax and, you know, plus the cost for flat soda because it's been diluted? No. But I always thought that if you, and this is just something that I thought, and and I'm probably wrong because I don't do drugs. But I thought that if you did pure cocaine, it could kill you. So you had to cut it. That's what I thought. That's why I, I got confused that. Yeah, I guess it's, you know, mixed with other drugs, too. So you either mix it with That's, other drugs, lace it with something, or you, you cut it. That's where, yeah. it, like I said, that's where I get confused right. at with the whole thing. I'm like, okay, because that's what I thought, but then this happened, and then blah, blah, blah. It was a bad, either way, yeah. good drugs, bad drugs, it was a bad movie. <laughs> yeah. The movie's so bad, it's making you talk about drugs. <laughs> exactly. Notice, we started talking about cocaine, and we weren't even talking about the movie. That's how bad that movie was. Yeah. So anybody, if you had plans to go see like make plans to go see something else, don't waste your time. Do not waste your time. If it comes out on Redbox, get it then. Don't waste your dollar. Yeah, even then I wouldn't waste a buck. If it came on HBO and there's nothing else on, even then I think I'll pick up a book. Yeah. And I don't even like reading. So, (laughs) on that note, we're going to wrap up this episode of Big Day's Hard Talk, Volume 64. Valicia, any last words before you put a bow on this puppy? Oh, no. You know, have a good week, guys. Sidebar, real quick, I want to give kudos to the city of Philadelphia. And all the people who worked hard, volunteered, or who even got paid to do whatever as far as the NFL draft went. Mm-hmm. Over 250, 100,000 people. I hope I'm saying that right. Whatever. Yeah. A quarter of a million people was down at that draft through the whole entire weekend. And nothing real stupid happened. Everything went pretty much smooth. They're bringing the draft back to Philadelphia again. A lot of businesses made a lot of money. And maybe this is showing to other people who want to bring events into Philadelphia. Go ahead and say it. WrestleMania! Come on and bring it in. Because look what we did with this NFL draft. 
You had yes. the whole parkway shut down, and everything went pretty much spot on. It might have been a skirmish here and there, but you didn't even hear about it because I think for the most part it wasn't. And I know a lot of people who went down to that draft on certain days or whatever, and they said they had a real good time. So, yes, Philadelphia, we pulled it off. Congratulations. Now maybe we could bring in a NBA All-Star game, possibly a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I ain't going to say the other. And all Philadelphia fans are going to do is ruin it. I'm joking. Possibly a WrestleMania because it's time. It's time. On that note, good night, good luck, said the crow to the duck. <laughs> no, there's three different types. Of, there's three different types of people in the world, those who don't know what happened, those who wonder what happened, and people like Felicia Brown and Big Daddy that make things happen. God bless you all. Good night. Keep it classy. See you next week. Bye, everyone. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.